And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hensbro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast, second episode from The Nest. This is Sleep Dog with the Big Hawk. What's up, everybody? It's the Big Hawk. We're in The Nest again. I love this place. It's getting nice and cozy, and we've got an amazing, amazing podcast ready for you. Uh, a lot of drama, and you know we're all about the drama. That's how we started SHWW. Uh, I'm ready to go sleep. Oh, yeah. Plenty of drama to go around. Uh, UNC baseball team just slugging it through the ACC championship, knocking the Wolf Pack out. There's a lot of drama on that side. We're going to – we'll read off some of these these just hilarious tweets about um, – I'm surprised they're not drowning in all those tears. I got the NBA Finals coming up. NBA Finals, always full of drama. Canes, dramatically losing seven. The Big Hawk was there. Uh, And then um, some fantasy football drama. Fantasy football is right around the corner. Um, There's some drama from last season between two Major League Baseball players that is uh, really hysterical, if you ask me, but also very understandable, very relatable. Get into all that stuff. Um, NBA Finals, I guess, first. Big Let's Hawk. Let's do it. I'm ready. What do you um, think, dude? I mean, you know who I got. <laughs> well, you got Kaminga, MVP. He'll be in a Hall of Fame after uh, after this one. Uh, he might get four minutes. I, I'm actually excited about this. And you look at the regular season, uh, Golden State struggled against the Celtics. Um, but uh, this is going to be a great series. You know, I, th- I think – you know, I, I'm going to go with Golden State in six – and I would love to see a game seven, but I think Golden State's too talented. And I think Steph Curry, uh, even though he was injured right before the playoffs, I mean, he's got to be healthy. He has his rhythm. I think Clay's starting to come alive. And, you know, they have a lot of pieces and they've had a lot of rest. And I think with this team getting older, I think the rest only helped them. And I think Boston, Boston is playing well. I just don't think that they. You know, we're talking about a team that almost just called it quits midseason, which is good to see where they're at now. But I don't think they have the firepower to keep up with the uh, keep up with the Warriors. I think the Warriors are too talented; they have too much experience. I think the Celtics are young, and this is going to be definitely. You know, it's. I think for them, the Celtics are going to have to control a lot of emotions, whereas the Warriors are on a mission. Uh, but it's going to be good. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Sleep, what you think? Yeah, man. I, they always come up with a storyline. You know, the media always hypes up some sort of storyline. And what's really interesting to me this year is it's the storyline about uh, Steph never having won the NBA Finals MVP, and like if he does, and and, and this kind of stuff. And it's like, dude, I, I, I don't understand quite, you know, how they. Um, you know how they get get off on all this sort of stuff. It's just it's just very weird to me. the The thing though that that really jumps to my mind. I was trying to pull up the stats as I was I was coming in. Is I just don't feel like Steph in particular has had that great of a postseason based on you know what we're accustomed to seeing from him. Um, he still I I still just don't feel like Golden State has had one of those games where they just 
click and beat the shit out of somebody. And so you got to expect that, like, I'm talking like Steph going for 40 even, not not 50 or 60, or Clay Thompson going for 35, 40. Mm-hmm. You know, those dudes do that sometimes on, on the same night. And, and like, dude, Draymond's stat lines, I mean, he's obviously a really instrumental player, um, you know, for, for a number of reasons that, that don't st- show up in the stat sheet with those guys. But it's just you don't feel like you've seen a quintessential, like, Warriors game, much less series, and they're just walking through the playoffs. Um I do think that that Boston is like hot at the right time. I feel like they got hot late in the regular season. Um, they're a little mercurial with uh, mainly, you know, Tatum is pretty steady. I don't think Jalen Brown is is reliable enough in his production. Uh, Smart is just seems like he's banged up. Everybody's banged up, but he just doesn't seem a hundred percent. I just think night in and night out what it's going to boil down to what I feel like it always boils down to in the playoffs is like which role player is going to step up and I think the Warriors are just way too deep in that regard and if you get Porter uh, uh, Iguodala and uh, Peyton those are three guys that aren't even playing and if any one of those three and 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 um, they're talking like all three of those guys could get cleared during this series I mean dude come on there's just no um, they're too deep I mean Wait, I mean, literally, dude, I know I talk a lot about Kaminga, but you got guys like Kaminga and Moody and even like Looney on the bench. Like these guys are studs yeah. compared to what Boston You also had James Wiseman, who was like the yeah. first or second pick in the draft a few years ago um, that really hasn't played. He's been injured. I'm not yeah. sure if he's, he's out, out for the year. Out yeah. for the year, yeah. yeah. Um, but I will say this. We start out with Steph not having the postseason like accolades that a lot of people think somebody um, of his you know caliber player should have. And I think it's honestly, I think it's a testament to him. Yeah. And I will say, you know, you could say that Iguodala, the year he got the finals MVP, I mean, you could say that the Cavs only focused on Steph and trying to limit him Mm -hmm. and his ability to take a less role uh, just shows what type of unselfish uh, player that he is. And that is a big deal because there's a, there's no argument. He is the greatest shooter uh, the the NBA has ever seen. And somebody like him being willing to come off the bench is a great example for the younger generation, um, you know, showing that, hey, this team is more important than me. I'm one of the greatest players ever. And I also, I will say there is no doubt that Steph Curry is, uh, I don't care what the what the accolades or how many MVPs he doesn't have in the postseason. He's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. And in my opinion, I think he is hands down a top 10 player ever. And yep. you, there's no question to me. And I think... Uh, Golden State, you know, you're right. It has a lot of depth to it. And as we start to see these players on Golden State, this dynasty get a little bit older, you know, like Clay Thompson, uh, mm-hmm. Clay Thompson coming off torn Achilles, ACL. We knew this one. He wasn't just going to jump back in and be the caliber player that Clay Thompson is. I mean, that's impossible. And, um, you knew there was going to be some management. You knew there was going to be some issues coming back once you just go from not playing for two years right into the NBA and playing these heavy minutes. Your body is going to have to take time to adapt, even if it is 100% healthy, regardless of the fact that he just came over two huge injuries. Now, you look at Golden State. Jordan Poole 
is a guy who has stepped up. He's had 40-point games. Mm-hmm. He's made big shots. He's had big moments. And that has allowed Steph and Clay um, to kind of relax a little bit and not have to take on such a load. And I will say that, uh, you know, uh, Gary Payton, I think that's his son playing for the team. Yep. I mean, he's a guy that, co- that has come off the bench and provided him with like blue collar plays that we talk about here on SHWW plays that we love winning plays. And the one thing I really like about the Warriors is how well they move. Like it is a, it looks like an engine, you know, they pass the ball, they share it, they're moving and uh, it looks, just looks great. And Draymond is a big part of that. And I think that's why he's so important is because he's a leader that can tell people, no, you go there, you go there. And then he'll start passing the ball and they're just always moving. Uh, that's what I love to see about the Warriors. So obviously I'm picking the Warriors and you know, the way I just hyped them up, you know, it sounds like they'd sweep the 96 bulls, but (laughs) yeah, I think it will be a good series. I think you can't overlook the Celtics and their toughness and their ability to go into Miami and get a game seven. I think it's going to be big, uh, big time, uh, you know, finals. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at the stats and they just don't back up. (laughs) what I was just saying. I mean, it just feels like you haven't seen, you know, these major performances from these guys, but you're getting 26 a game from Curry. You're getting 20 a game from Clay, and you're getting, this is in the playoffs, and you're getting 18 a game from Poole. What is that? What did I just say? 25, so 18 plus 20 is 38 plus 25, 26 is what? Like 50 points a game from those three guys, 60 points a game. I don't know. Hell, I don't even know how to 70 points a game. I mean, it's like these guys are scoring. And you look at their efficiencies at the, you know, at the line is uh, that's the one thing with, with Curry. But like, dude, his having the worst like shooting slump of his entire career from the free throw line, shoot 82%. Uh, I don't know. That part though is you watch, like, that'll be noteworthy. You get late in a game. Steph's the guy you want on the line, and God, if he misses some important free throws, they'll, they'll crucify him. But but their numbers look great. Like to your point, um, they're you know it just again the eye test seems to make me feel like hey, I mean, they don't seem as as strong as they have in the past, but I mean, they're just kicking people. Well, they ass. did lose KD. Yeah, and they lost. <laughs> yeah, and and Iguodala is such a, an important like veteran playoff player. Yeah, you're right um, about that. You know, and so they they've they've been without some of their, you know, and even Curry was down for a couple games in in this, and and like you said, Clay's coming back. I just think they're too much for Boston. Like Boston is, um, like I'll be flat out. Like I don't like Boston, and I primarily don't like Boston because. I don't like Marcus Smart, and I don't like Jason Tatum because Jason Tatum went to Duke. The problem is I really do like Jason Tatum, but I can't say that out loud because he's a hell of a fucking player. But he went to Duke, so I just don't fucking like him, man. And um, um, and I do like him at the same time. It's just a weird, weird position to be in. And, and Jalen Brown is probably one of my guys I like more on the team, and he just doesn't really um, – He's just not consistent enough yet. And then the, the 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 one that I like the most, I think, is Al Horford. You know Al Horford's never in the finals before? I can believe that. I, I think, on. I mean, and this is not a knock on Al Horford. He's one of those players that is going to demand a big salary and because he's so good. But I don't think he has, like, like the elite like level, like uh, LeBron or yeah. somebody to just – you know, put the team on his back and then just take him to the finals. I think he's going to need 
pretty good help. And as he's gotten a little bit older, his contract hasn't been as big, and so he's been able to be a big part of the Celtics. I was actually, in my mind, I was going to ask you, who do you think the X factors are for each team? Uh. Yeah, you know, And I was thinking, in my mind, there was one game um, where the Celtics went into Milwaukee, and it was like a pivotal moment. Al Horford went off and had a great mm-hmm. game. And I thought he was the X factor in that series because he gave the team momentum to actually put them away uh, and get them a game that they really needed. Uh, So for me, if I'm looking at this and I say Al Horford is an X factor because to me, when I look in my mind, okay, in order for the Celtics to win, obviously Tatum's got to show up and play big. Mm -hmm. Um, Brown's got to be really big. But you know, Marcus Smart, now that he's been Defensive Player of the Year, He's got expectations to show up. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he, I mean, you get defensive player of the year. Okay, now you got to back it up. Guard Steph. Okay, guard Clay. Guard these guys. And no longer is it like, oh man, he played good defense. It's expected. You got that award. So to me, it's not really an X factor. I just think he's just one of those players that you need to rely on. Uh, but you know, I think Al Horford. If he has big moments and plays well, I think the Celtics uh, have a shot. And if I'm looking at the Warriors, it's hard for me to say Poole because he's got to be consistent off all the recognition. Uh, Curry, uh, Clay. Um, you know, I could look and say maybe Looney. And the reason I say that is because they don't have many bigs. And if Al Horford gets going, Looney's going to have his hands full. It's yeah. going to take a lot of people. Now, Draymond. I think Draymond. Dr- Draymond guard could guard him, but yeah. Draymond gives up a lot of size to Al. Uh-huh. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's a big difference there. And so then you just can't totally take Looney out of the equation because, you know, you need somebody to give give Draymond help. Yeah. And you can't just expect him to guard uh, Al because Al is an all-star caliber mm-hmm. player. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just my thoughts on those He's X savvy factors. too, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the X factor for, for the Warriors is Andrew Wiggins. Like, I just think that on any night that you get Andrew Wiggins, uh, you know, to play well, you just, I mean, the guys, the team's unstoppable because you're going to get, like, we just showed you got Curry, you got Thompson, you got Poole. They're going to give you theirs every night. And if Wiggins comes out and gives you 20 22, it's over. Well, he's an all star, too. I mean, he's an incredible player. Yeah. And he's just like an afterthought on this team. I know. It's, I didn't even, I didn't even think about him. Yeah. And th- dude, he's third. I was watching earlier. He's 35 to one to win the M- MVP. And I think that's, that's a pretty solid bet. You throw 100 bucks on that one, you'd be pretty happy if, uh, you know, if he comes in, and for the Celtics, like this is this is an unpopular pick, but to me, X factor is fucking Jason Tatum. Like that guy's got to be. I agree. He's got if if in order for Boston to win, Jason Tatum has to be the MVP. Jason Tatum has to do what Jimmy Butler did last season. He's got to sh- he's got to score thirty five a night, and it's not just because I think if he does that, it lifts the rest of the team. Right, you'll you'll because because Jalen Brown is not going to show up every single night and give you like you know um I do I like Jalen Brown to be clear Donda just signed with Donda and Kanye I don't even know what that means like what kind of a sports was he going to wear Donda basketball shoes next year uh things that look like little uh I didn't even know that was a <laughs> like thing. imagine if you imagine if, <laughs> imagine if Jalen Brown shows up next year and he's got like those uh weird ass looking foam shoes on. And like those, he's got some just like weird ass basketball shoes. But anyway, like I really like Jalen Brown is my favorite player on the Celtics. So I don't want to like I'm not dogging the guy. I'm just saying what what I see is 
reality is that you get great Jalen Brown games and you get below average Jalen Brown. It's like there's really no middle ground, in my opinion. And and Tatum, like if he's scoring and and, and creating, then he's he's taking pressure off of, of Brown because they're doubling him up or whatever. And then guys like Williams and Smart, Horford, White, you know, Grant Williams, those guys get to play their role more effectively. Yeah. So, you know, I just really feel like that if it's either if Jason Tatum isn't the MVP of the NBA Finals, there's no way the Celtics win. And I don't, you know, that almost is sort of obvious, right? But like at the same time, it has to be great. I mean, he's got to probably, he's got to pour in 30 plus and, and, um, you know, impact the game in other ways. I mean, I think you're right. I think Horford is, I think guys like Horford could win them a game. You know, if he comes out and does what he did in that other series. Yeah. Um, but you're just going to get, you know, a very consistent look from the from the Warriors. And the thing of it is, is if Clay Thompson goes, you know, five for 24 one night, I mean, you got Jordan Poole, you got Andrew Wiggins, you got all these other guys uh, that can that can pick up the load. If 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 Jason Tatum comes out and goes 11 for 33, they're not going to win. So I no don't question. Know, I agree with you. Sleep. It's going to be a fun series, though. I uh, I don't know, you know, the war, dude. I think, in my opinion, and I said this on our group text, Jimmy Butler's performance in that last series, dude, is one of the best playoff performances I've ever seen, dude. That guy was just unstoppable, and I was bummed out because I like Jimmy Butler a lot. I was bummed out that he didn't make it just because. <laughs> I mean, dude, you look at that team without him, and it's fun to do that in hindsight, like. Um, I'm pulling up the Miami Heat roster. It's fun sometimes to imagine players without their star. And, dude, you look at – they're all talking now like Bradley Beal's like a foregone conclusion in the offseason to go to Miami. I think people are like literally speaking that into existence. <laughs> but, like, all this Tyler Hero talk – like, Tyler Hero's not that good. I'm, sorry, I'm I don't think he's a bad player, but he's not that good. Kyle Lowry, not that good. Victor Oladipo is – could have been – he's kind of like the – Poor man's Tracy McGrady. I mean, he's just banged up and just not nearly what he used to. Dude, the Heat are not that good without Jimmy Butler, in my opinion. Dude, I got to disagree. First of all, Kyle Lowry, um, he's an NBA champion. He's He's got a lot of experience. You played with him, right? I played with okay. him. And he's one of the hardest workers. He is a bulldog. I love him. Okay. Uh, I think he's a hell of a player. Um you know, I, I haven't really figured out this Haslam situation, just to be 100% honest. Dude, yeah, what was he I talking I mean, about? this guy played in the ABA. <laughs> um, I, I don't understand what, like, it's, is he a coach? Is he, he is a Dr. player? Jay's, I mean, Dr. J's best friend in high school. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here watching these games, and I see him on the bench. Like, this guy is... Like I, I thought, we were gonna have to get him a therapist at one point. <laughs> he was all pissed. Yeah, like, I mean, good. Guy, I mean, bro, come on, chill oh, out. Man, man. You've been here before. Uh, PJ Tucker, man, that dude is a scrappy player. I like PJ, uh, NBA champion. Bam, he's a rising star. Vic, I gotta agree, man. He's uh, going through a lot of injuries. He's trying to get his confidence, and I think he's getting his rhythm. He found it a little bit, but yep. he's a shell of himself when he was in Indiana. And uh, you know, the the one thing I will say. Uh, about Miami is, you know, they're a tough nosed team, and I got to. I think Tyler Tyler Hero, six man of the year. I I think he's, I think he's good. I mean, he may be a liability defensively, but 
that guy is a knockdown shooter. And, you know, I maybe if I'm looking at this from an outside perspective, use Duncan Robinson more. I mean, that guy had an explosive, um, you know, playoffs in the bubble. You pay him money, and he is a knockdown shooter. He has size as well. Why not play him more? Uh, you weren't getting a lot of scoring. Uh, obviously, you put shooters and you surround around uh, Jimmy, and you let him get to the basket. I think it only opens things up. But, you know, I'm with you, sleep. Yeah, I just played. Have you seen this meme on TV? <laughs> it says, yo, why has him mad like he played his heart out? And the dude didn't play a minute of the whole game. It's like Jimmy Butler walking <laughs> off, and Haslam just looks like that thing's got one – like a million and a half views on the dude twitter is undefeated He's uh, like, man, that thing was so funny like how pissed he got oh man how am i gonna convince him to give me another year yeah That's i don't like, understand how uh how old is he dude um you think he's 40? <laughs> he's the oldest player in the nba he's, i think he's got to be 39 hang on we gotta fan, we gotta find that out um udonis has him age and i know we've had our issues and i'm not talking shit Dude is 41 years old. 41. Jesus. Good for him. Dude, June 9th, he'll be 42. By the time this podcast, by the time we record the next podcast, this dude will be 42. Man, I'm just kidding. He's born in the fucking 70s. 1980. How long you want to do this? I mean, how long has he been in the NBA? Jesus. 17 years? Well, he must have went four years because, let's see. He went four years for sure. In Florida. Oh, man. How many times? 17 years. That's a joke. That's much longer than 17. Professional career. Oh, he started somewhere else. Um, 2003. Holy shit, man. I was just getting out of high school. Wow. And he played a year in the Salon, Salon. I'm guessing that's not here in the U.S. France. Oh, well. Let's see how many does is they don't yeah you know, Wikipedia they give you plenty of information but uh they don't really draw out the highlights and just give you a number I can't count back two thousand three is a long time this is twenty twenty two that's eighteen nineteen years man what a ride though I mean three time NBA champion I mean you're talking about he was was he on the Shaq team Shaq and Wade damn I guess so that was oh six yeah. Wow. And then with the, both LeBron years. I mean, he's been the Heat the whole fucking time. Man, I tell you what, man. 20-some years in the NBA. I can't imagine the stuff that he has seen. All God. on one team? Oh, is yeah. There, is he really played with their, Miami the whole damn time? That in itself is impressive. His best year was 07-08. Yeah, and then, dude, wow. And, <laughs> and that's the thing I don't get. <laughs> his bro, look at his numbers. like. What happened? I mean, like his numbers were, you know, he's a fine role player until like 2009, 10. And then he's getting like four points and two. Dude, he hasn't averaged more than seven minutes a game since 2014. Like, dude, he plays in since 2016, the most games he's even appeared in in a season is 16 like why would you why would you use a roster spot for that guy i don't get that i mean that's dude that's seven seasons where he is not even sleep i can't call it man hey there's sometimes you just gotta be like i mean maybe he's just a dude that you have because everybody's afraid of him and spolster probably goes in and is like yo haslam 
Like, I need you to deal with this guy. I don't know, dude. That's that's comical. I didn't think about that. I forgot that you were you were talking shit. That that meme was so funny to me. Like, yo, why has him mad? Like he played his heart out. <laughs> and he's like, looks like he's all frustrated walking down the tunnel. And I'm I know the answer to that question. Cause when he goes to the finals, his 13 games he played averaging two point two and a half points and one point nine rebounds this year are gonna earn him about five hundred grand if they win the title. So that's why he looked like he played his heart out. Um anyway, dude, that shit's funny to me. Um, but yeah, so, so you got, you got warriors and six, you said warriors and six MVP, man. Uh, let me see. I want to cast my MVP, uh, obviously, uh, man, I'll go Steph. Yeah. I got warriors. I, I, I'll go warriors in five and I'll take Steph. Uh, I think they, I think they go up two Oh, I think they lose three on the road. And I think well, actually, well, Boston have probably home home court advantage. Were they? I'm they probably sure. had the better record. Let's see. Pull um, up, let's pull that up here. NBA Finals schedule. I'm guessing it's uh no, they start Warriors start at home, so somehow they had the better. So tonight they play in where the hell they play Oakland. Yep, so, Thursday. So yeah. you guys will be listening to this on Thursday. Yep. So uh yeah, I think I think they win the first two. Um I think they win one of two in Boston, and then I think they close it out at home. I think uh I, I you know, I would imagine that a couple of those guys are gonna be cleared. It don't look good for my boy Kaminga. We got Kaminga's jersey hanging on the wall. You guys wait till next year when I cash in all those rookie cards and you guys wonder why Tyler's just doing a podcast by himself while I'm <laughs> off in the Caribbean, I'm fucking dripping un- umbrella drinks and shit. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think Curry's, you know, I think Curry's the MVP. Um, and I just don't see this. This is being close. It's, it's either, it's either not close that, 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 um, you know, golden state just, just runs through them. Or it's it's very close and mm-hmm. it's a seven gamer and if I, if I think it's seven it's a, games, I would love it. Could you imagine Game Seven in Golden State? I can't, man. Game Sevens are amazing. And Kaminga just like let's say Kaminga just fouls break, out. it's his breakout it's, game. It's forty in Game Seven, and all of a sudden <laughs> I just, dude, I'm telling you guys, man, you guys wait. They're gonna drop somebody this year. This is the last run for this team, and then they're gonna get rid of some of these older guys. They got Wiseman, Poole, and Kaminga, and even Moody's good. I think I think Moody is a trade target. I think Wiseman probably at this point um, could be could be a trade target. And I think they move one of those veteran players, man. And I think they, um, yeah, I think it could be really, it could be a really interesting offseason. There's there's a, a couple teams making looking to make. Moves, Boy, that man. would make some uh, that would make some noise. I just feel like they've got too many. Like I think if you've got you got to look at the team and say, all right, we have three. Well, really, four if you include pool. Four, like basically, Wiseman is your only remaining question mark, and he's who you invested the most in. And you have four, just like three already relatively proven rookies, and then, uh, uh, uh well, and and pool is a sophomore, and then you got this, 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 you know, number two pick Wiseman who has a lot of promise. I mean, like. You got to start making some. Maybe they ride it out one more year and keep these guys in the background. I just don't think you. I honestly don't think you hold Kaminga down that that much longer. Yeah, you know, if I'm if I'm the Warriors and I'm looking at you know pieces to trade, you know, I don't I don't trade Wiseman. 
I got. I think he's going to be a hell of a player. I've seen mm-hmm. him play. I think he's got a, a huge upside. Um, you know, I'm looking at Wiggins to be honest with you. Um, oh, Wiggins will move. I think he's in the last. I think he's last year of his. I contract. think he's last year of his contract anyway. Okay. Yeah. Well, they've been talking about trading him, and there's been a lot of rumors. But uh, you know, I don't really see anybody. Curry's not leaving. I mean, Clay's not leaving. Draymond. That would be hard to, just to see. I, I don't see that core being broken up, to be honest with you. And it'd be very tough for me to uh, trade Wiseman, given the fact that he hasn't had consistent minutes. And Kaminga, they're not going to trade him. Doubtful. So, yeah, they could move Moody. I think. I think you got to do the way. If I'm the Warriors, I'm looking at it this way: is like, let's say you win the title this year, which is expected. But you know, that's why you play him. Is a big Hulk once famously said about twelve times. Um, <laughs> Is uh, after that, you know, you got a win now mentality, right? Like, I mean, if you move a guy like Moody, who I think is a good player, I can't, I don't know where Moses Moody went to school, but um, I think he's a good player, good rookie. They got him late. There's a ton of value there, right? Um, But you can't, you can't get that contract really. But you move him with Wiggins or you move him with another, dude, even like Clay Thompson. I mean, I don't think they move Clay Thompson for real, but like, Imagine though that like some of the guys that are coming available, like would you tra- would you package a deal with Wiseman if you were going to get Rudy Gobert? No, I wouldn't either. But I'm not trading Wiseman. All right, I think he has KD- KG potential, and I, he, he's not going to be KG. But I think he, Damn, he has. You think he's that good? I think he's very good. I got some really good Wiseman rookies too. Yeah, I think right. Wiseman's going to be I'm big. All in on that. And, you know, if he's on another team, he's seeing significant minutes and he's playing a lot if he doesn't have these injuries. Why? Because he's playing with three Hall of Famers right now. Huh. And, you know, I think his time is coming. He's young. Uh, there's a reason why he was the number one pick um, or top three pick. People believe in him. And he's got a huge upside. You just don't, you just don't become a top three uh, NBA pick and not have, you know, significant potential or – you know, have these things. I mean, there's been significant busts, but I don't think that uh, Wiseman is one of these players. Um, Levine, Kyrie, I'm just le- le- leaving some names that are uh, free agents. DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, but he's restricted. Harden. Ain't nobody fucking with him. Bridges. Restricted. Yeah. Brunson, nobody gives a shit. Sexton. Anyway. Yeah, I think there's some guys. Valanciunas would be very interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I saw something where uh, Nurkic. Nurkic. <laughs> I, th- I saw some stuff with Bagley. Ugh. No, that's I don't cool. see him anyway, going there. I don't think. He yeah, fits. there's not a lot out there. I'm just thinking of some of these guys with expiring contracts and stuff. You know, I think teams would look at you know Duncan Robinson. I think yep. he could help a team. He's a shooter. He's uh he's had significant noise. I don't understand why you know if the Warriors let you know Wiggins or somebody he would step in and he'd give him a you know, some pretty good minutes. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's some names out there, but nothing crazy. You know, I think, I think you got to find some guys with that one year left on their deal. Oh, it's Christian Wood is the big one. That's got one year left on his deal in Houston. Um, and they're talking about, you know, dumping him for value to, cause they're in that rebuild. Um, because I don't he's leaving he, after that. Yeah. I know a lot of people hype him up. Now I'm now I'm off on a tangent. Like yeah, I'm not I'm not saying I'm the not Warriors. I just Wood. it just it just it's interesting. Like at some point, you've got all these, and maybe they've got all the pieces. And like Draymond takes a reserve role to 
Wiseman or something like that, and they just sort of because I do feel like with Curry, with Draymond, with Clay, I think Clay is the least likely to be okay with taking a back seat. It just seems that way. I got no fucking clue. But you know, maybe that's what happens is guys start to sort of phase their way out and they don't make any moves. And I think that's one thing they got enough depth to do. Um, Cause you know, I don't see him getting rid of some of those guys for the sheer, you know, Draymond's ne- ne- never going anywhere. Like he's retiring there. Yeah. I, th- I think Looney could be a guy that you may move to. I mean, he's got, you know, he could help some teams. Yeah. And you got a ton of, you know, a ton of value in him right now. So anyway, uh, we'll see, but we got you heard it here. Thirty um, first, we think the Warriors are going to win, and that gets started tonight as you're listening. So it's uh, it's going to be a going to be a fun series. Um, not a ton of other shit going on, but we're going to talk about it real quick. We got UNC uh, coming in the ten seed in the uh, NCAA baseball tournament. I'm a little far removed. Old Sleep Dog used to be the the cub reporter for the diamond Tar Heels back in his day at the daily Tar Heel. And I went to Omaha once follow him there first year. Um, best part about it all. We don't have to spend a ton of time on it. Cause it just falls right in our lap. We beat NC state. I think in the, in the ACC championship, it, NC state, if they had won the ACC championship, I think kind of like anything else, they get an automatic bid. Um, of course we didn't let that happen. And, Dude, the tears are flowing on Twitter about NC State um, not making the tournament. Oh, oh, feel sorry for him. Ah, oh, dude. I mean, it, I, I mean, even mean, Luke DeCock of the News and Observer said they should be pointing themselves at. Uh, wait, when DeCock when the DeCock tells you you're wrong, then no, the whole wait a second. Didn't dude. read the whole tweet. Here's his tweet. NC State loves to point fingers at the NCAA, even when those fingers should be pointed elsewhere or even inward. This time, they're pointing the right direction. Baseball deserve better than the get the fuck out of here. Yeah, DeCock is wrong. DeCock is wrong on this one. I don't give a shit what's going on. NC State, they should fucking burn. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. Go five hundred and the AC in your conference. Hey, you know what? Don't suck. Okay, nobody wants to see shitty baseball for another month. It's unbelievable how this is uh we are shocked this is from the AD. We are shocked and disappointed that our baseball team did not receive a bid to the tournament. Well, you know, that's what happens when you don't go 500 in your conference. <laughs> I mean, what do you expect? The stunning omission. Uh, the Wolfpacker utterly stunned an absolute joke are some of the reactions to NC State's stunning omission from the I wonder who said utterly stunned an absolute joke uh maybe some NC State people I don't know it's shock it's a shocker that he would say that the wolfpacker yeah unreal well let's see I'm just I'm just cruising through them just a lot of verified accounts just Here's a good one. Why NC State baseball didn't make tourney? Lost six of their 10 ACC series. Losing record in the ACC. SOS out of conference was 181. Swept in Raleigh by Wake Forest to close the year. I mean, like, I don't know. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that you ain't going to make it if you don't go 500. Is Elliot Avent still their coach? That dude's been the coach forever. Anyway, dude, I just think it's hilarious that, like, they're just – it's just so fun to read these tweets. I can't even stay focused. I got to I gotta close it down. Anyway, heels <laughs> don't have that problem. We're number 10 national seed going into the regionals. I think we got Georgia in our regional, which is a, you know, is a big draw, right? Mm-hmm. We get out of there and then, you know. We're going to win it. Yeah, We're right, going to win right. it. Yeah. 
We're gonna go to, back to Omaha, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Omaha, you ever been to Omaha? Like at all? Not not just for the no, never. Dude, friendliest people I've ever met. I went to Omaha one year in 2005, first year that the heels went on that run of five in a row. And um, dude, I was in college and I was in there, and that whole city, dude, it's a, it's a cool place. Uh, very small town kind of city. Good Midwestern, but yeah, a lot. Of, I didn't see us. I was in Nebraska. And you do if you're in Nebraska, you do like a lot of driving and a lot of driving in the middle of nowhere. You know, one thing I did not see while I was in Nebraska. Cornfield. Did not see any corn. Oh my God. Like not much less a field. Not a single ear of corn in that whole damn town. I uh, did eat at Omaha steaks though. Uh it was good. Like, like beef there. Local? Uh, uh I guess. I mean it was in Omaha. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I probably ordered it from Omaha Steaks, freezing, freezer, uh, freezer steaks from right down the street. Oh God, dude! Uh, I got a good story someday. My mom just called while I was on here. I got a good story one time. My mom got baited into buying frozen steaks from those dudes that used to drive by in those trucks and sell them to you. Did you guys ever deal with that? The Swan Man, the Swan Man. Oh yeah, dude. My mom, he banged on the door, and he uh, he convinced my mom. My mom felt sorry for him. <laughs> my mom felt sorry for this guy, and he was selling all this meat. And, uh, <laughs> it was an old guy and, uh, dude, I'll never forget. She had, this dude had like somehow finagled. My mom was very protective and like always really cautious. So the fact that this guy like finagled his way to sitting down at our kitchen table really spoke, I think in hindsight to his salesmanship. And, uh, dude, he's in there talking about these are going to be the best filet minions you've ever had. I'll never forget this guy. <laughs> these are the best filet minions you've ever had and put in your mouth. I mean, he was like selling, 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 selling. Finally, I don't know if my mom bought him because she felt sorry for him or just wanted to get the fuck out of the house. But she bought him. You know, I'm like, my parents are young, dude. I came home. I mean, I'm, I'm home. I'm like seven, eight years old. My dad comes home from work. He's like, what the fuck do you buy all this shit for, right? Like bacon wrapped filet minion and like frozen cell. I mean, this is in the fucking 80s too. So this isn't like, you know, dry ice going on here, dude. These things were made seven years ago and they've been in somebody's freezer ever since. And this dude's just been swan man driving through the neighborhood, just like a, like an ice cream truck with meat on it. And uh, dude, it were the worst fucking steaks of all time and so my dad like to this day calls it pity meat and um because she pitied the dude and bought it meat off of him but you know. ice cream's really good though oh yeah chocolate matter. chip mint you know how it's weird now that an ice cream truck is like the sketchiest thing ever you know it used to be ice cream truck dudes everybody send their kids ice cream man now it's like mm, i'll take you to- yes fine i'll take you to the store uh canes lost in seven games man what a bummer dude we had a great team great season uh, great turnout from the fans and uh, just couldn't get it done. You were there game seven, man. What was the atmosphere like? Well, I'll tell you, the atmosphere was great before the game started. Um, and then <laughs> didn't take long to switch. We came on out and we got thumped. And you could just, the energy was slowly sucked out of the, uh, the old PNC right there. First, uh, it's the second game I think it went to PNC this year. Yep, sure was. And their goaltender for the Rangers, you're not getting shit past him. He is a wall. <laughs> And a hell of a game. Hats off to them. They kicked our ass. One of our rookies got absolutely leveled, knocked out. I think he had to have assistance to get off the ice. Um, what Is else? That Jarvis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You guys were you guys were texting us while we were watching on TV. You're like, bro. He he was army crawling back to the bench. I hope oh, he's dude. okay. Yeah, I feel bad for him. Uh, yeah, I hope he. If he's not right right now, I hope he gets better yeah. soon because that was hard. Um, he did seem okay. Like they got him off. He looked like maybe a little, 
concussed. I think I think what kind of happened is he caught a shoulder like to the jaw. It didn't actually look that terrible. It just looked like he got got caught just right and it yeah. got him. Well, I hope he's good. Yeah, I hope he's uh, all right. The other thing I was going to say is we did score a goal late in the game, and they turned around and scored a goal so quick that they couldn't announce who assisted and scored the goal. <laughs> so after the Rangers scored the goal, they had to say who the players were on the Canes that scored. I mean, it was great atmosphere, oh, nothing man. better than game seven. But when we get your ass kicked at home, yeah, uh, it's a tough one. But, the, hey, good year for them. I think they're missing one. You know, I don't know what their goal – you know, they needed an elite goaltender. Well, we uh, had goalkeeper. one, you know, and he got hurt. So yeah. Anderson. And then, you know, what's his face? Ranta. He got – it's weird to me how goalies can be, like, um, so, like, hot and cold. Like, like I mean, sometimes you get a good goal when they're on a hot streak. Because that same goaltender for New York, like, the first four games of the playoffs, he just sucked. And I think they pulled him one game. Yeah. And then he comes out after that and it's just, like, lights out. You just can't. It's 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 the biggest. So one, I I don't know shit much about hockey, but apparently the goal if you get a goal good, a goalkeeper. I mean you're, yeah. I mean, I mean it's a game changer. Yeah. So these guys uh, got hot at the right time. They look strong. That dude ninety three with the long hair for the Rangers. Um, dude, he's he's I, I like that guy's style. Well, I'll tell you that it ends tonight. The Rangers are going to get their shit beat in by Tampa. Oh, dude. It's not even going to be nah, a series. Uh-uh. Tampa's going right to the Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure. I think they'll play the Avalanche. Yeah, Colorado and, and Calgary. do, And that's the other weird thing. What the fuck goes on in the Western Conference where these dudes are putting up more points than the damn Tar Heels football team? It's like last night's game was like 8-6 or something. So Hey, just so it's they're playing Edmonton, right? Oh, it is Edmonton, isn't it? Yeah. It, or is it? I don't know. I don't know. Hang on but a I think they might have the best player, this David Connor guy. Oh, Connor McDavid, yeah. Connor McDavid. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, this guy's explosive Dude, on he's the a, ice. He's a stud. Yeah, probably um, best player in the league. Yeah, they're playing the Oilers. Avalanche won last night, 8-6. Yeah, McDavid's rookie cards. Those things are uh, even. <laughs> Man, I have to look into Dude, that. Dude, even I'm, even I'm considering it. Um, but uh, Sturkerson. Sturkerken, Igor, uh, that was the the Rangers, Rangers goalie. Ah, oh, boy. You want to touch on the Amanda Heard? Oh yeah, dude. Let's All right, hear guys, it. I'll probably <laughs> listen to this. The one. Big Hawk has just been guys, Jones and getting been, the Amber Heard. Hey, down. listen. If you see me and you ask me, like you want to, you want to have come ask me about this. All right. <laughs> so even today, you know, my guy at Starbucks, Eric, who's my favorite barista, I was like, yo, you watching this Johnny Depp, uh, um, Amber Heard stuff. He's like, nah, man, I gotta, I gotta stay away from that situation. It can't be too, like, I just want to stay out of that one. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's a good idea. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm all in on this one guys. And so I think right now the jury's in, um, Deliberation. I don't know. Uh, I think that's what it's called. Uh, but they're they're going over the facts and they're trying to reach a uh, a verdict. And so they're on the twelfth hour. And you know, yesterday the Big Hawk got on Insta and he thought there was going to be a verdict right then. And nope, there was just a question from the jurors, and they wanted to know if it was the title of the article or the whole article and its contents that Johnny Depp was suing Amanda over. And it comes back just the title. So, uh, Amber Heard claims to be a sexual abuse and advocate for some, like a advocate for domestic violence and all this stuff. And 
she there's a lot of speculation that it comes from her marriage with Johnny Depp. And Depp is like, I've never abused you. I'm suing you because after this article that she uh, wrote for the Washington Post or something that he didn't get a job after that. And this, these accusations, Depp claims are all lies. And so she's, she countersued him. Depp sued her for $50 million for defamation. And then she countersued him for $100 mil. And so To cover that 50 you know, a lot of people are watching this like, hey, man, this is rich people stuff. Like, hey, I'll sue you for 50. No, I'll sue you for 100. And Amber Heard has spent over $6 million in lawyer fees, which mm. is absurd to me. Mm. And, you know, there's- <laughs> especially look, and I haven't watched a lot of it, mostly through memes on the internet. But every time I see a meme on the internet, it's something that her lawyer, I'm like, bro, you, if it were possible for her to go to jail, she'd be headed there because there's lawyers ain't worth six dollars much less six million so the one lawyer for her team gave a hell of a closing argument uh but the other two really struggled Mm -hmm. now johnny has really good lawyers and they've been on top of their stuff especially this uh camille vasquez yeah yeah there's speculations and i have actually (laughs) been watching the trial and i had to stop and rewind the way she smiled at it one time I know it when I know it. You know, you're like, oh, there's a connection there. I see that there might be something going on behind the scenes. Dude, I don't what know. If, what if the Bachelor just hit everybody with Johnny Depp and and the uh, um and his attorney? Oh, dude, that would be man. legendary. Um, but there is an overwhelming amount of evidence that Amber was abusing Johnny, and it's really sad to see that going on. And I'm not, you know, this is stuff is serious in real life, and we joke about it, but you know, a lot of it we're just humans and we're laughing about it. Um, but there is no evidence besides Amber's sister that there was any physical abuse on Johnny's behalf. And even though they've had domestic dis- disputes, where the cops came to their residence and. You know, there was an investigation where they said, hey, nothing here, and they left. And a lot of Depp's people said, hey, yeah, there was no physical abuse. They've had a lot of people where she claims there was a lot of physical abuse. They've had a lot of people from those situations come and testify and say, we did not see anything. And I'm not saying it didn't happen, but this is a whole, this has been the whole argument on trial and the whole world's watching it, but there's been a lot of funny memes out there. And you know, yeah, I just can't get enough of it. And we'll get on our Insta page and we'll start reposting some of these funny things. And it's all in good, you know, good comedy. But uh, I cannot wait for this verdict to be ruled. I, I mean, they're on, uh, I think, the 12th hour right now. And so. when is it? Like, when are they going to announce the verdict? Is that today? It could be this week. It could be any time. There's uh, a petition so to boot her off the off of Aquaman too. Dude, I mean, this mm. is, yeah. Man, who like... There's four and a half million signatures almost on this. Dude, and I put the poll up on uh, our Insta page, and there was not one vote for uh Dude, Amber oh, Heard yeah. Well, that. hey, we just literally, while I was sitting here, some dude uh, some dude is like really jonesing for an answer. Um, so, yeah, we got to, I guess we got to post the answers. I don't have any clue what. Uh, we actually got a lot of involvement up there. <laughs> anyway, guys, the one last thing that's crazy to me is that. Um, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on it, but the uh, this whole shit with these two baseball players in the outfield, uh, this dude Tommy Pham slapped the shit out of a guy named Jock Peterson over from Fantasy Football. And I'm not, you know, read it on your own. 
The thing that's funniest to me is it just goes to show fantasy football is right around the corner, everybody. I mean, that shit gets started in earnest like in August. So you guys need to be like, go ahead and start preparing yourselves, you know, to, to, um, you know, test your friendships. And because that's what fantasy football does. This dude slapped the other dude allegedly for misusing the injured reserve spot. And I guess this was a big money league of which Mike Trout is the commissioner, apparently. But the thing that's funny to me is this dude, Tommy Pham, is pissed off about this. He plays for the fucking Cincinnati Reds who are like five and a hundred. So like, bro, maybe focus on the fact that your team is just a dumpster. Um, and your fantasy team probably is too. Uh, otherwise, you know, you can't win anything is what it sounds like to me. Have you, we've talked some about this big hog. How do you feel going into fantasy football this year? Cause I'm, I've already quit one league and I'm in a league with a bunch of my like grad school guys that yeah. like nobody really kind of gives a shit. Uh-huh. And then other than that, dude, and I'm in a basketball league uh-huh. where, I mean, grown men just fucking act like babies. A hundred percent. And here, here we go. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going into my fantasy leagues this year, not giving one fuck. And I'm going to stand up for everybody that is passive. I'm going to be the most rules guy, <laughs> rule book person in every league I'm involved with. If there is a rule that no one has discussed, but we, it is written down in our league, I will stand for that. Okay, I'm out there for, no, hey, no, hey, nice guy. No, hey, let's just let him one time. If it's a fucking rule, nobody's breaking it, okay? Nobody's putting somebody in one second after the fucking game starts, okay? If you want to test your friendships, get in a fantasy <laughs> league with some of your closest friends. I'm tired of the fucking best friend that forgets to set their lineup. Well, hey, no, buddy, you're done. You're done because you fucking <laughs> saw this. You knew it for a whole fucking week. And now we've got money on the line. I, I, I get why this this guy got slapped, especially if they're running this high money league. You know, I mean, people get involved. And uh, I just, you know, I'm, I joined a new league with a bunch of people I don't know with one of my best friends from my hometown. And we had a meeting and you would have thought it was an NFL owners meeting the way they were talking. And they want to put money on it. And they have $100 these, or some it's shit. It's a too. contract yeah. league. Yeah. And so, uh-huh. you know, I'm sitting here and they want to have, they want to have the, the fucking draft in June. And I said, hey, buddy, if we're doing a money league and I spend 70% on Tom Brady or some, you know, wide receiver um, and he gets hurt in training camp, I'm going to have to bear this whole thing. I'm going to have to write off yeah. my whole year. Fi- and, uh, fi- falls off his unicycle in the fucking offseason or something. Yeah. And then that's a little like, early. And then the guy goes, well, that's what most. NFL teams do like that's in their contracts. So like, buddy, hey, if I listen, got no control hey, of whether Tom you know Brady's allowed to ride a bicycle. I, hey, I can't wait to start this league with you. I, I got your name written down right here. I'm gonna be following you. I had man, I, we've got a league and that does keepers, and I hate the way they do it because, or maybe this is my old. This was my old league. They do the keepers based on draft pick selection, and I've tried and tried and tried because the the auction draft. And the contracted players solves a lot of problems mm-hmm. in keeper leagues. And if you've got the same kind of consistent people 
it solves dude you can go get whoever you want and then you can keep them as long as you want you just they go against your salary cap it makes trades relevant late mm -hmm. in the year right when i give you tom brady and you give me back some bullshit right it's like cuz cuz i can dump that contract and make things work right or i can trade you tom brady so you can win now and you can give me mac jones so i can hopefully win later shit like that makes sense under those under those terms but these guys like i'm in a basketball league and I think I've gone into this on a prior episode, but like we had one dipshit who had not paid the entry fee at the time of the draft. Guys, we're all in our damn near forty by week two. Then penalty adds up. Pay the fucking fee before $10. to get in the in the league. Anyway, um, you know, and then and then what happens is, yeah, it's like guys want to complain unless it's them. Then they want to justify, and it's like guys. First of all, like you said, literally, I think our teams in this fantasy basketball league are a hundred, maybe one hundred and fifty bucks. And if 150 bucks is that much of a deal to you to get that bent out of fucking shape, I think you might ought to consider, you know, it is. playing Tetris I get it. or something. Yeah, how many people in your league? Uh, in our basketball league, there's 14. So 14. it is thin on the waiver wire, buddy. Real thin. <sighs> we started talking about some of them dudes downstream. It's uh. Ain't a lot, ain't a lot to choose from once you get the draft settled. So I this guy like literally changes the draft time without a vote. Changes the draft time, unbeknownst to me. I show up for the regularly scheduled draft time that was set for two fucking months. This guy's got to go to Hamilton with his family or some shit. Hamilton, literally, fucking, literally. Sucks. That's where he was going. <laughs> I show up to draft my team. They're like, "Oh, the draft's not till tomorrow night." Well, guess what? I'm on a flight tomorrow night. I can't be at the draft, and I wind up with Kyrie Irving and every hurt fucking power forward in the league. And so I said, "Okay, fine." Rather than bitch about it. I said my piece. I was like, this is bullshit, but I'm one, and I know the other 13 don't give a shit. What are your checks and balances in this league? <laughs> you just got this just commissioner just on a, hey, guys, I'm not making this draft uh, time. We're going to move it. Well, it wasn't the commissioner. And it the wasn't the fucking and, commissioner. And the, com well, the commissioner changed the draft because apparently this goes out. The commissioner's my buddy, and the reason I ain't going to blame the commissioner is because I used to be the commissioner, and I got tired of dealing with that shit, and I basically just put it off on my buddy, and he handled it the way anybody should handle it, which is just like, bro, I don't give a fuck. Um, he he holds the rules when they're, they're meant to be held. We do some votes, blah, blah, blah. Not the commissioner's fault, not the commissioner's problem. It's this dipshit's fault, and here's why. So I draft my team. Or I didn't draft my my team is 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 provided to me and they are fucking no chance right from the gate. Now I got a couple keepers from the year before, one of which is Kevin Durant, and I had um uh I I can't remember who I had had kept, but I just started wholesaling them. I started wholesaling guys. I traded Kevin Durant for a fucking first round pick and somebody else I can keep. And then and this is exactly what the dude that changed the draft did the last year. Because he was crying about the rules, so he started selling out early, right? Well, then, this dude's team was fucking stacked. I'm the one that traded him, Kevin Durant. He lost in the championship. Was not fucking happy Good. about it. Started bitching about people selling out all their players, which is how he was even there to begin with. Did you show him what yes. he did last year? Oh, absolutely. Okay. You know I was like, bro, you're fucking calling me out, all right? You changed the fucking draft. At the last minute, after doing the same thing you're calling me out for, 
and you hadn't paid the entry fee, and it didn't work out, you lost. Now guess who's in the fucking catbird seat? Sleep fucking dogs. I don't want to hear anything about it because I'm coming for everybody's throats next year. I got two picks in the first round. I got two picks in the second round. I got three picks in the third round, and I got keepers. Fucking 76 Guess whose team Kaminga is going to be on? Mine when he wins the fucking MVP <laughs> next year. So fuck you guys and get your shit together if you got you know issues with the fantasy. To your point, dude. Amen. Everybody has chance would you like any rules change yes or no you you bring it to the table if majority votes in favor we change the rule if you don't you fucking live with it yeah and you play and you bring up the same shit next year i have been proposing the same fucking rules changes every single year and then nobody listens and i just fucking deal with it you are one of the best things i think a fantasy league that i did uh we stopped doing head-to-heads and we did a point system yeah so you know 10 teams and you have Let's just say, you know, top five get one point and the bottom bottom five get, mm-hmm. you know, zero points. And then that way you actually have the best teams. That way you don't have a head-to-head where two people have awful weeks, but someone still right. gets rewarded. And for that. rotisserie leagues are really the best. But, of course, people don't like rotisserie because they have no long vision, right? You get behind. Now, football is more challenging because you only get so many weeks. But rotisserie is like – what happens there is teams get out of the fray and they just ain't going to pay attention anymore. Yeah. So, you know, you have to do things. We like, got to penalize yeah, penalize the teams that don't pay attention. Right. Yep. Like, so anyway, man, it is, as you can see, um, a hot topic among the male species, fantasy football. And those two guys prove that no matter how much money you have, no matter how much lifestyle and fame you have, it's, it's all masculinity. So anyway, man, I uh, I got one league. I'm gonna win that shit, and that's it, and uh, and that's that. But you got anything? Else? Oh, we got to talk about Jimmy's because we forget sometimes, but they're mm-hmm. good to us. Um, get your crab cakes, guys. Uh, we got some cool stuff coming up. Some of their uh, uh, charity turn- golf tournament stuff like that. We're gonna go check out here sometime soon. So appreciate you guys, Jimmy's for hooking us up if you guys haven't checked them out yet go to their website it's uh jimmyseafood.com uh crab cakes man that's my recommendation they got meal prep they got all kinds of good shit great got stuff some, got some fucking cookouts coming just get some seafood man mm-hmm. fucking throw it on real um bet i promise you i promise you this <laughs> can't make any guarantees in the ad business but i promise you it's better than fucking pity meat steaks that my mom bought from old fucking swan i'll tell you this they they actually make great gifts oh yeah i got some for uh my dad for his birthday and if you just can't find gifts for somebody i tell you man food is the way to go uh sending somebody a gift because that way if you get them a bad gift they don't have to hold on to it for a long time so the crab cakes i'm telling you guys even if you don't like seafood they're really really good uh my dad loved them uh he's not the biggest seafood guy out there but they were amazing uh great gift yeah Thanks, Jimmy's. Anything else, Big Hawk? Stay safe. Stay safe.